Hey everyone, this is Dominic Jakubek. I'm on the number one soccer podcast, Sacktown FC. Check them out, number one. Hey, Sacramento soccer fans. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on the Sacktown FC podcast, the number one soccer-specific podcast in Sacramento, sponsored by Roughneck Stars. My name is John, and as the case with all episodes, I'm normally joined by Luis and Danny, but today... I'm actually joined by somebody new and special, a goalkeeper from the California store, Abby Fangold. Abby, how are you doing today? Doing great. Uh, it's a beautiful morning. Went on my run, so ready to get the day started. So today's kind of a cool day because we have two goalkeepers on the show, and I'm sure we're going to get some opinion and smack talk because of uh, what we're going to talk about later in the in the podcast. But today we're joined via the Makuni Dreamline by NorCal goalkeeping legend, originally yeah. from the originally from the 408, who moved to yes. 209, beat yes. starter with Drake, and his new track of uh, the Tussie Slide, or the Step. Wow. And one of the brightest personalities you'll ever come across. Wow, former, that's, the worst, that's the worst intro ever. I'm not, I'm not even done yet. <laughs> a, a former goalkeeper from California Cougars, and the only goalkeeper to be part of a title-winning soccer team in Sacramento. We welcome Dom Jakubik to the podcast. Dom, how are you oh, today, yeah. man? I'm, I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much, man. I'm not doing the Tusi slide. Um, Abby, thank you for joining us. Uh, everyone else who's listening, I thanks for chiming in and watching this when you do watch it. All right, so Abby's got is going to start us off with uh, some questions today, and we're gonna we're gonna roll through, man. It's gonna be fun. Thank you. All right, all right, Dom. So you grew up in NorCal. Um, so how did you get into soccer? What made you interested in it? Uh, my father, my father always played at, at, when I was younger. Um, he played at a pretty decent level when, back at, in, in Poland. Uh, but when he came here, he actually was on the Earthquakes, uh, I think it was 1978 like, training squad in, in old NASL days. So, I mean, the game was always around uh, at a young age. Uh, and I think I, I played all sports, uh, but soccer was one that just kind of just seemed like the right one because I knew it was always going to be at the point where it's going to be at now and still growing. So my dad has a lot to do with it. So, yeah. So I have to ask why a goalie, because it takes a special kind of person to want to play goalie, man. Well, I mean, I like, I always like pressure. Um, and I think it was just always like, I, I knew that I had, uh, you know, even though I didn't have to do much in the game, I definitely had a lot of things I had to do to, to get the win or the draw. And also, I mean, the pressure about making a little mistake and to lose a game. And I like to, I like that type of situation. I always felt like I was always impressed by my dad because he was tough on us and stuff. So it just kind of came natural to, uh, to play the position because I just, uh, to be honest, man, I hate losing. And I'm probably Abby probably feels the same way, especially if you're a keeper, you know, I've been, so I, I just felt like I, I could like really have a, a serious, I, I had a lot of, to do with the outcome of the match. And I felt like I could be the only one, well, not the only one, but at a young age, I thought I was the best to like handle that. So I kind of just started playing and doing it. There's a little more story to it though, why I played goalie, but you know, I, I'm happy I chose it, but I mean, I love to play the field. I mean, I love to go out there and run around and, and tackle and score goals and stuff though. So just being a footballer in general, man, that's the thing I like to be, just to be a footballer. I don't want to be labeled as a goalkeeper. I want to be labeled as a footballer. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, as a goalkeeper, you can either be the hero of the game or you can be the zero. People look to you first when you lose, or if you win, they're like, oh, you had so so many crazy saves that game. So 
it's just kind of cool like having that that quick flip between those two yeah it's funny it's always tell kids i train now is like you can make the most unbelievable save in the game and your mom and dad might be the only ones clapping <laughs> you know but but like if you get but if you're forward and the ball gets played in the box and it bounces off your back and you have no idea what in the goal i mean you're like the greatest person on the, on the earth you know so it's just a different type of position and i know you know that too though so we don't always get we always don't get all the gratitude and stuff though but i mean you know making a big save even at training can like erase a bunch of goals scored on you at training you know so yeah yeah you just get shelled the entire training make one good save and it makes it all worth it absolutely it sure does man i like to play i like to be in the backup keeper because i could come in and just <laughs> truck people and I knew I didn't. I wasn't gonna get carded. I could ball could come in the eighteen, and if I'm making a play on it, somebody's going down. It's not my fault. <laughs> Usually, uh, the ref looks the other way for that. Oh yeah. So you so you play so you play keeper uh, back in the day a little bit. I was like the backup to the backup, but then when I like got really mad, I would like sub myself in as the goalies to take the player out that I was mad at. Sure, sure. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, what a jerk. Hey. <laughs> it's called a, it's called an advantage dude keepers get to use their hands and their bodies i know man it's it's uh it's it's fun it really is man. I mean, but there's nothing about uh, it's all for me it's the games i mean i love training as a goalkeeper i really enjoy it but i i there's, there's something about being in the match as a goalkeeper where it's just it's totally different like those people i would be like oh man i love training as a goalkeeper like Abby can maybe uh, comment to that though. Like I always trained hard, but I never really had like a, this true enjoyment of training to position. I mean, I did it because I had to, I wanted to, but I just always thought if I could just love the position more, I would have probably done more in my career, you know? So that's one thing I try to tell a lot of young kids, um, shit, even young, even young professionals that, I mean, you really have to truly love the position of goalkeeping. Because it's just the training aspect of it is just so valuable, and you really have to enjoy that process. Yeah, they also say we're a little crazy too. So, there's that. Oh, you? You're crazy, Abby? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> all right. So the next thing we have for you, there is a quote we have of you saying, "America created indoor soccer because they couldn't play the real game," um, which is further given credence since you started as an indoor keeper. So, what can you tell us about that? Well, uh, soccer, indoor soccer was invented in America. Um, so my opinion is the United States doesn't really produce the best soccer player. So what they had to do was come up with this game that benefits the, the player. So, and they invented the wall. So that's why I kind of, man, this is, this is some type of, this is a joke that I had with some, some comment, some news report, I think it was, but the game was invented here. And I mean, I don't like indoor soccer and I really didn't start my career as an indoor player. I just wanted to play soccer all the time. So, um, as a goalkeeper, indoor is not, not fun. I mean, I, I, I didn't like it. I mean, I played it. I, I, I mean, there was just, I, plus I didn't play for the best team. We, I think the two years I played for, our team gave up the most shots ever in MISO history. And it was like literally 30 to 40 shots a game. Now, I, I, I guess I did enjoy it, but, you know, Abby, uh, I had to wear a cut to play soccer. <laughs> and that, that, to me, right there, explained it all to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's usually not a good thing for your team when you have, like, the record for most uh, shots or most saves in the league. 
Oh, it was tough. But it was, I mean, I don't want to sound like I don't don't like indoor soccer. I mean, it was fun. And my parents were watching me play locally, and I had friends who would come to the game. So, man, that that that's the true opinion on it. I really, I did enjoy it. Um, but I never really wanted to, like, be an indoor goalkeeper. I mean, I, I love outdoor soccer, just the outside. And I mean, that's just the real game. That's the game that was invented to play. And I just feel like the game has kind of just changed up so it could benefit. And it's actually, you know, fast pace is better. Um, I mean, back in the old MISL days, they used to be more popular than the NBA. Uh, if you watch the uh, Last Dance um, documentary, they actually mentioned before Jordan was playing with the Bulls that the Chicago Sting would outsell the Bulls during that time, which was the old MISL team. And so, I mean, would I play again professionally indoor? Maybe when I'm 60. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Fair enough. On the field. That's right. <laughs> that's nice of you that thank you abby <laughs> did you have any did you have any favorite memory or moment playing for troy dyack and the uh, cougars oh man that's a one i mean this is one this is this is off the field memory this is one that we didn't talk about was so i was doing coaching for troy dyack at for his west coast academy in tracy uh so we had this uh, team function uh media day with the cougars staff media fans and uh so he, Troy had to pay me uh, some money he owed me, and I, I asked him about it. No, we were drinking, so drinking some drinks and stuff at the party, and I tapped his shoulder, and I was like, hey, you got to get that check. So he walks me out to his car, and you know, Troy, he, 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 his get-ups were, I mean, straight out of, I mean, straight out of, I don't know where he got these things, man. I like them. I mean, the designer cowboy suits, you know, all this. And then he always had these boots. He has different type of boots, but this one particular night, he's fumbling through his glove department to get the check and i'm like coach i've been dying to ask you are those saltwater crocodile boots and he literally stopped everything he was doing and then like it was like an old western movie like that so like the the song would come on and stuff and he looked at me and got in my face he said how did you know and i was like oh shit uh and i was like kind of thing is like the snout the snout he's like that's why I like you, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But y'all, man, he, Troy was great, man. He, I mean, he, he does definitely not fit the role or the model of a, a soccer player, you know, but I mean, that guy was a hell of a player. That guy was a hell of an athlete. Yeah. And um, I mean, I, it was a funny thing to say. I mean, I remember of the Cougars games, you know, we would get our our regular announcements to come out of the, uh, the locker room and then all of a sudden the lights would turn off. And then the spotlight would hit Troy, and the song uh, "Save Save a Horse, Ride a Ride a Cowboy" would come on, and he'd come out and like do his little thing, and, you know. <laughs> the hat. Now it'd be yeah. now it'd be Old Town Road, I bet. I mean, I don't know, man. We we as a team, like we we were kind of we want to kind of like talk shit a little bit, but it was all love though. It was just funny, man. But his confidence is on a whole different level. And I just respected him because of that, you know. Nice. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, so then you also had a spell with the crew in 2006. So what was it like to spend time under the late Siggy Schmidt there? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a pretty special time. I always wanted to play MLS soccer. You know, I went to the first game in 96 with the clash and, and DC and I always like knew I wanted to be a, to play here one day. So be able to, to, to make the squad by, by fortune, really. I mean, a couple of their goalies got hurt and, um, it's funny that you said about that. Asked me that question about me being an indoor goalkeeper because when I got there, I played for the reserve team, uh, and they traded for 
Noah Palmer, this kid from, I'm not sure what college he went to. He was a good good goalkeeper, but a really good practice goalkeeper, but not really the best at games. But he played almost the whole season. I, I backed up him for like 24 games. Never got a first-team start. It was really disappointing. Uh, I really felt like I should have played uh, because of the results weren't really coming in. Um, but Ziggy told the assistant coach, which was Robert Vajeha, uh, fellow Polish man, told him that I don't trust Dominic because he's an indoor goalie. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I played indoors just because it was wintertime and there was no other soccer. I, I, I'm not an indoor goalie. So, um, and the thing I tell the kid, everybody, if, 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 even with you, Abby, you're still young, you're fairly young and playing your game at a high level. If you ever make it to that level where you think you want to be and maybe it's not going the way you want, what it was for me, they offered me to go on loan to Seattle and, or stay with them and just keep fighting for it. I decided I wanted to go play because I was tired of fighting for it, which was a wrong attitude. I, and I went on loan to Seattle. And I never found myself back in the MLS. So, I mean, anything anything I can tell anybody is just if you're at that level and it's not really going your way because you're not playing, but you are playing well, which I was playing really well in the reserve matches, you just got to stick to it. And uh, because, I mean, especially for a goalkeeper, I'm 40 years old. I'm still playing. I always contemplate if I would have stuck it out there, what would have happened the next year or, you know, if I were stuck out longer than that, though. So that's kind of a if I have, but not, not too much of a regret because, I mean, I was there. But uh, definitely wanted to play. But I did make one of the greatest saves of all time during warm-ups. During warm-ups. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I tell all my, all my family or friends that come to games, I'm like, you got to come for warm-ups because I might not touch the ball during the game, but you're going to see some insane saves during warm-ups. Do you like uh, – um, me personally, I, I, when I, I warm up and then when the team would uh, start to take shots, would, did you always like to take – a lot of those those uh, repetition before the game, or did you just kind of like oh, go ahead back up? You go ahead and take these now. No, I I mean sometimes my coaches would get mad because I'd take too many of like those game like shots, uh, the reps during warmups. So like I just try to like maybe stay in for a couple and then swap out and then go back in versus just like going into the tunnel right away. Yeah, yeah. That's why I, I was the same way uh, because you know, I, I didn't like it all the time because he's got they got they be ripping shots from like fourteen out. Yeah. I just had a really good warm up with the goalie coach, and then all of a sudden it's like, damn it, this guy just hit a shot right by me. I should have saved that. So yeah, yeah. A uh, couple keepers in uh, in uh, in Reno that I was training, uh, they didn't like to do any of the uh, pregame shots, so I had a chance to jump in and take some, you know, so it was fun. <laughs> that's cool. I feel like that's the best time to get acclimated to a game situation, right? Because they're going to take shots from anywhere inside the 18, oh, yeah. outside the 18. That's yeah, all random. That ball's going to, you know, it's going to knuckle. It's going to curve. It's going to have a better shot than if a coach is hitting it at you. Absolutely. No, I, I agree. I agree. I just, I, I was just, I, I mean, I hit getting scored on. Yeah. You know, I never want, I never wanted the goal in the, inside my net even, during like a scrimmage, I kick take all the balls out of my net and put them off yeah. to the side, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you it can be mentally cha- like challenging when like you're getting warm and you're just seeing like all your forwards are just having a day and all the balls are going in the back of the net and mentally going into the game. That can be tough because you get frustrated with that. So you just have to find that balance of getting a few saves in and then taking a step back and getting mentally prepared. Yeah. That's a good point. So you uh, you eventually went to Poland, and you were in probably the best shape of your life 
playing not keeper but as a striker or even a winger what was that like uh yeah man i, was, I, I went to Poland on vacation and I, I was really fit prior going there and i just really wanted to like see if i could walk on the team and um i walked on this t- I, I tried out with some team in the sixth division and uh was playing with them but it just wasn't the level i really wanted to play even though i was playing on the pitch not as a goalie and that, that's my ego for you so um this other team i wanted to play for they, they wouldn't allow me to to come try out or I, I tried i told my roommate at the time to act as my agent to call the guys it didn't work and then fi- finally i i was able to like convince the uh I thought I was a coach at the time, but he was just like some equipment manager guy, you know, to get a meeting with, to get a meeting with the head coach. And I guess the, I think the coach was just fed up with my bullshit because I've been trying to get a, get a hold of him the whole time. And he said, uh, be at this field, uh, at this time and we'll see what you got. I said, perfect. So I got there on Sunday and got in the locker room preparing and the coach comes, he's like, okay, what position do you want to play? I said, anything but goalie. Because they didn't know anything. They didn't know anything about me or anything like that, you know. So they're like, okay, play outside mid. And, I mean, you know, I played about 60, 70, 70 minutes and had a goal and two assists. I mean, it's not like I was, like, better than these guys. I was just super fit. And I was just running by people. I'm actually pretty quick. If I, if I could run 90 minutes, I'm actually a pretty good field player. If I can't run 90 minutes, I'll probably just shoot the ball, boy. You know, or just play keeper. You know, yeah. same thing, right? Yeah, but um, it was a big experience. Though. I mean – it was, I mean, it was just pretty cool to, to play a different position, especially like in a whole different country. Um, playing in the snow, uh, that was challenging. Uh, playing with not feeling your feet was very challenging. Um, the fans, the fans were amazing. Uh, I went to Poland when I was 18 the first time when I was uh, went there and actually trained with the second division team and played with their second team. And, you know, growing up in Stockton, I played in a lot of Mexican leagues and you know, I saw a lot of fights break out in the Mexican leagues, you know, the teams and the fans. And so when I was in Poland for the, fir- uh, for the first time at AT, I went to a, we went to an away game and a lot of our fans traveled. And I remember during the game, uh, which I was playing in, our fans were starting to get absolutely like crazy. They started like, I could, well, look at the time were like breaking the old wooden uh, benches in the stands. And like, it looked like they were like making weapons, you know? <laughs> And then looking on the, then looking on the other side, the other fans started to like, like form this type of like movement towards the gates. I mean, they had gates that were old and like barbed wire, but then all of a sudden, a few minutes later, all the fans that came, about a thousand of them, were bum rushed. I mean, not all of them, but it was at least half of them bum rushed the fence and knocked the fence down. Their side, the security. They didn't do anything. They just kind of opened the door for them and let the fans in. And the, big, the biggest fight ever happened in front of me. The police came in, shot people with uh, with beanbags. I mean, I though I didn't realize that we're supposed to go in the locker room. I just sat on the post and watched this thing in front of me. I, I, I probably should have got my ass beat, but no one was messing with me for some reason. Thank goodness. But then finally, one of the players noticed I was in the locker room and he came out there and he grabbed me and, and took me out. So... I mean, the Polish league's not really like that no more. It's, it's it's not as hooligan as it used to be, you know. But that's just a really vivid memory about playing soccer abroad, you know. So, but it was a great experience. I mean, I mean, to, to play in your home country, in your home country, and speak your language, and 
and win a championship, third division championship. I mean, that was that was super cool. But I, I, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll stop talking. I'll tell you the story. We win the championship, and you know, we're in the locker room celebrating, having the time of our lives. And they're like, wow. We're, and all of a sudden, the freaking doors get kicked in, and the owner comes in, and he is fucking livid. He's yelling at us, mad at us. Oh, I was like, what in the world? Basically, he was mad that we won the championship because now that we got promoted. He has to spend more money on travel. And yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Man. So yeah, long story short, we didn't go up. We actually stayed in the same league. We just won because the the owner didn't want to go up. <laughs> That's that's crazy, dude. Like he doesn't want the experience. Well, I have a question that both of you actually can can answer for me, uh, and it goes to the idea of the fan base, right? You both played in Europe. You both have had that experience and opportunity. How are the fan bases different in America and abroad? And that's for both of you. Go ahead, Abby. I've been talking all day. All right. Well, I think so. Starting out with Japan, um, I think they're very supportive of soccer and they're also very supportive of um, treating each gender. So like the male league and the female league as equally as possible as well. So what I found was that um, a lot of the games were full of supporters and like just loyal followers that would come every game. And when we would hold events, there was a constant fan base there as well. Um, and yeah, so I think Japan was great. And I think the game's really growing there a lot. And there's a lot of people there for it as well. Um, and Israel... I said when I uh, did my podcast that it's an up and coming league. So a lot of people don't even know that there's a women's league. So there were as many people there as mostly just close friends and family at games and just watching the game, kind of keeping it low key. And then um, when I come back here to play with the storm, it's great because I love being able to play where I grew up and uh, I can have friends, family. And then also the storm um, has a huge following since it's been, basically around in the WPSL since day one. I mean, Jerry founded the league. So we get a lot of fans with that. Um, our games are pretty much sold out. And I think it's only going to get better uh, as we go on into this next season where maybe we get some of the crazy Sac Republic uh, battalion guys out there, some drums going. So I think, I think like in Japan and Asia, soccer is huge. And then Europe, obviously, as well. But I think emotionally, and it's just way better for me playing here where I grew up and feel a little more connected with. Yeah, that's like cool, man. I mean, t- I didn't know you played in Japan. I'd love to play in Asia. That'd be cool. Yeah, they love um, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I relate with you because, you know, I even playing like indoor soccer for the California Cougars was in Stockton. I grew up there. So I, I just wanted to play for them because my mom and dad could come to watch the games and all my friends could come watch and support me. So that was like my motivation there. Um, playing in Europe. I mean, I told you the stories. I mean, that, that just, that just is passion right there. That's probably a little more extreme than passion, but it was pretty special just to be in an environment where people would like congregate before the game at a bar and then like, rally to the game you know like in a big parade and stuff though which happens a lot like i mean in seattle i I saw that i mean the support here in the country and mls is absolutely fantastic you know the usl that's kind of tough sometimes because playing in that league we would go to some venues where there might be a hundred people at the game 
you know, and that, that I mean, I it didn't bother me because I wasn't really playing because the fans were there. I mean, I was just really blessed to play in Sacramento because of what the the the, the atmosphere here. I mean, I knew it was going to be like that. I think a lot of people knew it was going to be the way the way it is because of how soccer has been very 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 profound here in Sacramento. A lot of professional teams, and you know, so it was just really good that a team came with a lot of organization to to have a good business side to like create a fan base like that. So, I mean, that is pretty unique in itself because we really have an atmosphere here that is compared to like a European atmosphere. I mean, every opposing team that plays against the Republic always couldn't wait to play at Sacramento because of just the environment and stuff though, because it's, it's exactly what you expect when you go to a professional soccer game is that excitement and, and stuff like that, you know? So, um, but yeah, just like you, Abby, my mom, my mom and dad, my friends from high school, college, all came to the games. Um, I saw people I didn't see since high school. They, they had no idea I was playing for the Republic. And they were like, you're playing still? So, yeah. So, <laughs> I, that, that, yeah, it was bad. They said still. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, would it still be as special? We didn't have, like, the same type of organizations that you and I, uh, I played for, you play for, I, I, it would still be the same because of the, our passion for the game, but it's just a huge plus that we have that support um, from this great area, which has been a soccer, like, mecca for a long year, you know, I mean, long, a long this time, so, yeah. Yeah, so to, like, supplement that, what was your time with Republic like, uh, aside from the fan? Uh, it was, yeah, you know, it was pretty special, you know, especially to win the championship. I feel like that was just that really much kind of like really good put it cements in my career the way I wanted to. You know, I lost the national championship with Chico State back in 03. And that one's still kind of that one's still to this day, even talking about it kills me. But uh but to, to get to win a championship, I mean at any level, it can be freaking Sunday men's league, it's always special, you know. But so to win one like that at that level, um, and then you know, basically pl- training playing soccer in your backyard every day. I mean, it was it was so cool because I was able to help a lot of teammates uh, get acquainted here, uh, get them coaching jobs. Um, so there was a lot of a lot of things that I, I liked more than just playing the game, but like the relationships that I bonded with friends during this time in Sacramento, and a lot of the guys that I played for, played with, who weren't from Sacramento, are finding themselves moving here to Sacramento and not even playing no more, but coaching and living here and stuff. So. I mean, that's, I think I take the most from this whole, this whole experience playing with SAC. It's just the, the, the friendships I've gained from random people in the stands to, uh, to teammates. And I mean, now being part of something that has gone to MLS. I mean, I wish I was, I mean, I wish I was your age. How, how young are you, Abby? Uh, I'll turn 24 in August. Yeah. I'll, if I can go back to being like just 30, 30 37. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I mean, it's been, it's a blessing, man. I can't I can't I can't say too much about it, man, because I or I, I, not too much. I can say a lot about it, but it's just I I still get kind of like chills thinking about it too, to to play for the organization and 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 still be able to rep it. Um, so hell yeah, man, MLS, let's go. I think one of the things that you you attested to is players want to be here. You look at former teammates like Elliot Hurd and Adam Moffitt, both doing great things here in the community. Uh, who were your teammates at one time? Uh, yep, definitely um, attest to your your. The, again, I guess it would be wouldn't be a challenge, but coming and staying in the community and having an impact outside of the game of soccer. 
Yeah, see, a lot of people think a lot of people think I got cool because of the Republic. I was cool way before the Republic. Now, okay. Oh, we already knew that, man. <laughs> Just kidding. I like like we like we've said previously. I remember the Cougars game where you got you got a chanted into goal and you almost got in a fight with the number one man we're not gonna get into yes. that. We'll, that we'll save that story for another day but that's no problem man we'll, we'll get people guessing um i do you did talk about chico state and i and i want you to tell us and give us a, a story here because you bossed wando off of pks while at chico state man how did that happen the the number one goal scorer in mls history and you straight up told him you can't take pks anymore i i did, i said now i told him if you miss I'm taking them because it's just like that. It's just that complex I have. It's like, you know what? I'm not the best goalkeeper, but you can't tell me I'm not the best. Okay. So that's how I kind of was like, I ain't the best PK taker here, but you ain't going to tell me I can't take it. So if I miss my time, my time is done, you know? So basically Wanda and I, I told him before the season started, he didn't care. Wanda was just a nice guy. He's like, yeah, whatever, you know, but you know, Wanda was very confident in himself, man. So he didn't think he would miss. So sure enough, the first game against Barry, uh, I mean, Chico State, the year before, I think we were like the second to the bottom of the rankings. And then we opened up against number seven, Barry, at this tournament. Uh, Wando missed the PK. And then uh, we actually won that game, too. I think 5-1, 4-2 four, it was. Uh, but then a couple games later, at home, our first home game, there was a foul in the box. I think Wando got taken down. And I just sprinted down there. And he had the ball in his hands. And I said, hey, we know what we talked about. And he just handed me the ball. I put it down. And the rest was history. I was five for five that year. Nice. Abby, have you, <laughs> have you ever done that where you, where you think you could, you could outdo a forward? You just boss it away from him? I haven't done that. I have taken a couple PKs in my history. But, yeah, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a bold move right there to just go up to your – I mean, at the time, you didn't know he was going to be the leading goal scorer in MLS history, but that's a bold move right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. The thing is, though, I definitely knew if I was going to take these PKs during the season, he wouldn't become probably the all-time goal-scoring leader in Chico State history, which, in fact, he's not. Ote Cannon is, and I think Wando is like four or five goals behind him. <laughs> So they might hold that against the other. Yeah, that's a grudge. That's a grudge. Hey, hey, don't All miss. Right. All right, man. Here we go. This is uh, this is the time of the show that everybody. Uh, it's our new favorite game. It actually started with uh, with Abby, and she passed on the very first question she was ever asked. So we will. Uh, we're gonna hold that against her. It's rapid fire, man. We're gonna throw ten questions at you, and it it's a, it just go as you can, man. So today's rapid fire is brought to you by New Glory Beer. Check them out online at newglorybeer.com where you can now get their great, their newest release of the Pub in Place, which is a new British pub ale. You get a six-pack for 10 bucks. You can also order all beers online to be delivered in California. Oh, yeah. I'm thirsty. I know. Everybody is now. They hear that, and, and New Glory gets a shout-out. They love it. Oh, yeah. Good recovery drink. It is. Carb. That's right. I, I had one every night before I started the podcast. So, you know the rules. <laughs> you, you, you get 10 questions. You can pass on two, but you normally don't pass because you have nothing to hold back. So, here we go. All right. Go hey, on, but, on. Hey, I'm not, okay, go ahead. I'll shut up. Go ahead. <laughs> no, what, what, what's up? No, I mean, last time, some of these questions weren't just one answer questions. Um, you, no, you made them more than one answer questions. <laughs> Got you. I'm ready. All right, here we go. All right, first question. Favorite save? Uh, senior year, P 
PK save against a cross-down rival? Uh, best Wando story from college. He ran a 418 mile with one night, one hour of sleep. And I'm not going to tell you how we partied. Most embarrassing soccer story. Um, headbutting the crossbar uh, at the Sonoma State game and almost knocking myself out. Which was a harder pill to swallow, uh, losing the D2 championship or a quarterfinal after finishing number one in the season? Chico State losing the national championship. Thanks again for reminding me. No worries. <laughs> what was more meaningful, lifting a trophy in Poland or Sacramento? Sacramento. Favorite club team? Sacramento. Penalty stop to lift a trophy or a game-winning goal against a rival? Game-winning goal. Awesome, man. All right. All right. This is uh, last call. Two questions to uh, get us out. One of the questions is going to be what's going to be happening in, uh, hopefully in September. And Abby's going to ask that. So last call. Here we go. All right. So word on the street is that Sacktown FC is planning on having a goalkeeper war, which was shown uh, MLS used to do that a while back. So this is going to happen alongside a 5v5 tournament once all this shelter-in-place stuff is long gone. Um, and it also seems like there was kind of a low-key challenge against uh, myself made by you on Instagram. So I was just wondering what the story on that is. You know, <laughs> I, I can answer this in so many ways. I'm just going to let my game speak for itself when it happens well that it, it along with the 5v5 tournament that we are going to be putting on with chando's tacos and the goalie war that you had uh mentioned previously i think we have to have to have a uh charity challenge between the two of you i think that will that's, be uh that's, that's 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 no that's no problem that's no problem at all you know and if i if i if i do not win i'll just go give abby the biggest social distancing hug ever Awesome. <laughs> social distancing will be over. Yeah, social distancing is over. I, 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 hey, social distancing hug. That means I'll still hug you. I still, I still hug people now. Well, so it sounds like we've got we've got a, a pretty cool group of people lined up. There's a couple of people from uh, SoCal that are going to come up for this uh, this event for the just for the goalie wars and um, a former teammate of yours, I, I believe, Dom might might be joining us, and then another uh, California Storm keeper. So we're gonna have, it's gonna be a, a a fest, man. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, no problem, man. No, no problem at all. I mean, I already have I already have two venues that we could go do it at too. Perfect. So I already been I'm already in, like in the works of getting the venue and and whatever whatever else we need to do. It's, it's really easy to get to, to set up. So cool, man. Well, let me know what the you goals, need up with. Goals we'll... goals will be the toughest thing to come by. We'll, we'll get small. We'll get small sided five v five goals, and as long as we have the full set for the goalie war, we'll be good. That's I think we should goal. also add uh, Gene Deschateau and Matt Bernard to the mix as well. Those, See what they can bring to the table. Bernard cannot play goalie. That dude exactly. is exactly. He's an easy Matt. out right there. Just aim Matt low. Is, he's done. Matt Matt is older than Gene for fuck's sake. <laughs> hey, Don, have like ten back surgeries at this point. <laughs> oh man, you guys are just being mean, man. Hey, Dom, how could uh, people follow what you're up to these days and uh, some of your goalkeeping uh, clinics and, and uh, trainings that you got going on? You know what? I mean, I have an I, I IG called Dominator Keeper Academy. I'm not really good at it. I don't really post much, stuff like that, though. But I'm starting to get a little more uh, acquainted with the camera. But that's just the best way. Uh, Dominator Keeper Academy, if anyone's listening to you, you can reach out there, DM me for training sessions or whatever. You know, so I'm out there. Cool, man. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to join us today. 
Uh, we wish you the best of luck, and we, we hope to see you once all this is gone, man. For sure. I can't wait, though. I can't, it'll, be, it's good, it'll be good times in September. I can't wait. All right, man. Have a good rest of the day. Stay dry. Stay uh, cool, huh? All right. Thank you, Abby. Thank you. Good to talk to you. You too. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Today's guest was brought to you by the Makuni Dreamline. Uh, Makuni is my absolute go-to sushi restaurant in SAC, and they're offering $15 off the purchase of a platter and has made it easy with the Makuni app. Please make sure to pre-order, stay in your car when you arrive, and they will deliver your meal to you in your car. Visit them today at makunisushi.com or download their app available in the App Store or Google Play. So you can check uh, Sacktown FC out on uh, Facebook. We have a group called Sacramento Soccer Fans that we put together for all things Storm, Republic, and local soccer. Get your fix on at Sacramento Soccer Fans. We also have a Facebook page, which is the Sacktown FC podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Sacktown FC and also on our website at SacktownFC.com for all the previous episodes and news articles from Seth. All right. And then you can also find information about Cal Storm on Instagram at Cal Storm Soccer. And then on Twitter, same name, Facebook, Cal Storm Soccer. And don't forget to check them out online at CalStormSoccer.com. Make sure you check them out. Uh, they'll have merch up here hopefully soon. Well, Abby, I really appreciate you taking the time today um, before the weather gets hot and you now have to go train in the garage where it's probably, I don't know if you have a swamp cooler, but it's not going to nope. be as a, oh boy, it's going to be hot. So uh, special thanks to Dominic and Abby for taking the time to join us and co-host today. And please make sure to subscribe and give us some positive comments. We would love to see what we're doing right. And then if you have something negative, send us an email at sacktownfc.podcast at gmail.com and let us know what we can do to, to make this better, uh, a better experience for you, the listener. So thank you, everybody, for myself. Cheers. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for having me on. All right, everybody. Have a good rest of the day.